All right, everyone, and welcome to another edition of Game Wild. We took last week off for Easter break. How are you doing, uh, Jay Doza, by the way? <laughs> I am doing pretty good. Yeah, no podcast last week for Easter, unfortunately. And this week, also uh, going to wait on the game eats due to some recycling happening. well yeah so yeah my wife <laughs> likes to clean up and because we were gonna plan on doing one then we forgot it was easter and like our lives were just crazy so we decided not to do it and my wife decided that she would clean up and she found what we were gonna eat and she threw it away because it was just in a like ziploc bag so she thought they were old so um anyways that will be back next week but we're gonna jump right into it because we got a lot to go over and we don't have as much time as we normally do, so we're going to go right to the question of the week. So the question of the week, once again, is usually based upon something that's happening in the game world. And we do have a article about Age of Empires uh, 4, Finally, so an update there. So the question is, what is your favorite real-time strategy game or RTS game? Mine is simple, it's easy, it's predictable, it's World of Warcraft. It always has been, it always will be. Warcraft, or not World of Warcraft. Warcraft. I'm sorry, Warcraft. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wait, that's that Warcraft. Me for a yeah, yeah. Everybody, I'm like, oh, that's an MMO. No, sorry, it is Warcraft. Yep. Specifically, Warcraft Three was my favorite. So, um, I'm gonna have to get. Well, I guess. Hmm. I is is Civilization con considered an RTS? I don't think so, right? Hmm. I don't know. That's kind of on the end. That's more of a strategy. like a like an overall strategy. I think that's the. I only see what would because if if not if not because I definitely understand that civilization is a much because real time right if you think of real time age of empires yeah it's actually out. people yeah no that's turn based it's turn based strategy okay so yeah, yeah, yeah. the civs turn based so okay so real time yeah because you're not is like everyone's doing everything yeah. so that would be uh, Starcraft Warcraft, stuff like age that of yeah. Um, yeah. So then, yeah, if that's the case, I'm gonna go. Actually, you With know Age what? Of Empires? I was gonna say Age of Empires, but I'm trying to remember the name of this game I played when I was younger. It was, it was exactly the same as Age of Empires, except you could get into the space age and build like battle cruisers and stuff that would fly in the sky. Oh my I god! It's like Age of Age of. I know there was an Age of Mythology. I know I don't know if you remember that one. It was basically Age of Empires just with Greek gods and stuff like Do that. Do you remember Black and White? Oh my god, Black and White. That's a that's not real time strategy though, is it? That's like I don't remember, wasn't but that where you like grow a creature or something? No, black and white was when like you're a god and you decide oh, yes. like yeah, what's yeah, yeah, happening yeah. with people yep. mm -hmm. and you could be either good or bad. That was a god or a bad god. when that came out. I was a, I thought that was gonna like blow open game. Well, I found the listen. So I've been cleaning up, and I found a lot of old stuff. And it's uh, it, I had the like the booklet from Black and White. I was like, oh my god, I remember That's this crazy. game. I think I might actually have that. As a I have game. Age of Empire. I actually have the box for Age of Empires three with the game in it still, and the like the serial code. Because kids, back in the day, if you didn't grow up playing PC games, you actually <laughs> yeah, had to put a disc yeah. in, install the game, and there was a code on the box that you had to keep. Because if you had to ever reinstall it, you needed that code to activate <laughs> the game. So, mm -hmm. before they decide to start doing all this digital stuff. There are still happens. codes for, like, beta access and stuff nowadays. Yeah, for, yeah, I guess that's the point. But this is, like, the mm -hmm. code to own the game. Like, no boxes. You needed no that to reinstall. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um... So yeah, I'll I'll so, go with Age of Empires then, which right. we'll which we'll talk about in a little bit. Pretty excited about that. 
Speaking of empires, how about the fact that Microsoft is becoming the place to play? Now, if you go back in our archives and you continue to listen uh, and you're catching up with us, you probably have heard about the fact that SJ... Oh, wow, I did it again. SJ, I, will try, say SJ uh, Doza? I was because... Well, because I'm still learning that is now J. Doza. <laughs> Doza basically... and Well, he was SJW back then, so it, it kind of... Yeah, I got, yeah, I got you. But, <laughs> um, so the point being of the situation is, is that we had a huge discussion about PlayStation 5 versus Xbox Series X. Mm-hmm. We we battled it out about the fact that I believe that Game Pass is going to be what puts Microsoft over the top. Doza doesn't believe that that could be the case. He felt like the first-party games from PlayStation were going to be what keeps them strong. Well, guess what? Microsoft must have heard what we were saying because yeah. they said, you know what? <laughs> If that kid thinks that we can't beat PlayStation at their own game, well, he's wrong. And this is what happened, everyone. Microsoft decided to cut a deal with Major League Baseball to get The Show 21 on the Xbox. Now, you would say, okay, no big deal. They're getting a baseball game finally. You know, I don't even remember the last time Microsoft had an officially licensed MLB game, but basically it was whenever EA still created baseball games. But once... EA lost the licensing to make Major League Baseball games. Sony picked it up with the show, and it has been a Sony exclusive, I would want to say, for at least, like, 8 to 10 years, probably. I can't even remember. But the point is is that Microsoft decided to cut a deal with MLB, and now Sony has to share the rights with, with Microsoft. Why is this important? Well, it's important because Microsoft decided to say, you know what, if you have a Game Pass membership... Day one, brand new game, $70 in your game library automatically, which means you can play it without spending that $70, which was the crux of my point when we were talking about it back in the day is that if Microsoft can start getting AAA titles that are costing $60 to $70 if you want to own them and putting them on the Game Pass platform at no extra charge, just your monthly fee, you are winning the day, Microsoft, because it costs you... A hundred and what is like a hundred and twenty to a hundred and fifty or a hundred and eighty dollars somewhere between there. I, it depends on if you have ultimate or not. But basically, you're under two hundred dollars a year for the monthly package for Game Pass, right? If you have the ultimate, I believe you're closer to two hundred. If you just have the regular Game Pass, you're closer to one twenty, I believe. That's two titles, basically, two new titles for free that you get to play. Mm-hmm. That will cover that cost. So if you were going to buy the show, you don't have to buy the show. You've just pocketed $70 and you can play it. Yeah, and it's, it's interesting. Now, right, just real quick. Just yeah, so everybody yeah knows, go ahead. $59.99 for current gen for MLB The Show 21 when it comes out. $69.99 confirmed next gen. $84.99 Jackie Robinson edition. $99.99 mm-hmm. for the Jackie Robinson deluxe. So those are like special right. things. But Yeah, sorry, so you, you don't get the special editions. But if you want to spe- mm-hmm. buy the special edition, you can. But the interesting part about this and what makes this even more crazy is that the studio that creates yeah. MLB The Show 21 is, from all accounts, a Sony-owned studio. Which means Sony, for the first time, is making a video game that is not just going to be on the PlayStation. It is also going to be on 
the Xbox. And that, my friends, is how you build an empire in this age. I, I yeah, I gotta give credit where credit's due. And just like so if you if you look up MLB the show, uh, developer San Diego Studios develops it, publisher Sony Interactive Entertainment, SIE, and then MLB Advanced Media. So the issue there is I get I, I'm imagining with the MLB Advanced Media portion of the publisher that because Microsoft was able to talk with the MLB about the game as opposed to Sony, whatever contract was written up in the past did not include some sort of clause preventing MLB going to other people. Whereas obviously Sony's not going to go to other people because they're Sony, they're owned by Sony. Screw it, let's just throw it on the PlayStation. Um, which is interesting. I don't know if that was an oversight or if they just didn't think this would happen or if they honestly didn't care if this happened because now obviously Microsoft has to pay for it, but... You know, um, but they're willing to. But they're and willing to give yeah. the guy give the guy who found that loophole out a gold star because yeah. now Microsoft is starting to own the sports world. A little because, bit, yeah. mm-hmm. well, because well, think about it. You can play Madden on Xbox right now if you have Game Pass. You can mm-hmm. you can play the the newest Madden. Mm-hmm. Um, you can play the show day one at when it comes out. I mean, they're starting to really push, and Sony is standing. Pat, they're not doing anything. They're like, mm-hmm. we'll let our first party, our first party titles stand alone as the reason to own a PlayStation Five or a PlayStation Four. Well, guess what? Your first party titles are starting to get scooped up now. Granted, this is I, a loophole, I, I, and you're I, not going to be. It's not going <laughs> to happen to God of War. It's not going to happen to Uncharted and but... every other major. T- there's like seventy major titles to Microsoft three. So yeah, but. but <laughs> But the point being is that Microsoft was able to pull a fast yeah. one here and once again showing why they're being resourceful enough to say, hey, we can we can do this. We can win this, well, this so-called war. I do like this. And as, game, as we continue to talk about Game Pass over and over again on this podcast, it comes up in the news a lot. Um, I know I saw something stating that Sony doesn't currently have anything in the works to compete with it, right? Mm-hmm. Um, nope. Not sure if that's worrisome or not yet. Um, and the reason I say that is because I like what I like what Microsoft's doing, segregating themselves from PlayStation. So I mm-hmm. think I think essentially they must have had a meeting and went, okay, we are not beating Sony at exclusives. It's just not happening. We have Halo, mm-hmm. we have Gears of War, we got a couple good games, but like they just have so many good great games. Uh, so what do we do instead of just trying? We to invest play? in mm-hmm. we invest we in game games pass. that are already set up, and yeah. then we put them on Game Pass. So to further that point when you look at an acquisition of something like MLB The Show, I think that's really smart. So you said sports. I think with something like the Game Pass, sports games make the most sense. Because right. sports games, people that play sports games, they're getting the new game every year. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, quality titles like Uncharted or something like that, you're only getting a game once every four to six years, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a much different business concept. So now 100%. you're getting people into a subscription-based service that will guarantee that they get every sports game every year. And now it just makes sense for somebody, like if you're on PlayStation and you're playing mm-hmm. all the sports games, you honestly are going to consider, well, shit, I'm going to save a ton of money as long as I don't care about owning the physical game, switching over to Microsoft, playing all the sports games, if specifically exactly. sports. But, but that's where that Game Pass works out, I think, the most, is games that are on a consistent release schedule, which, if you look at the past versus now versus what's going to happen in the future. How many games do we know now, Joe, that are getting patched weekly 
bye week. Every monthly. game, basically. Yeah. So, so even games, so like blockbuster titles are probably still going to be a thing where there's just one release. It's a storyline and that's it. Uh, RPGs especially, but there's so many games now that are on that cycle of like every mm -hmm. year they're just they just update the game. That Game Pass mm -hmm. can make sense with games like that. So the yep, hundred percent. Um, so yeah, I definitely I I like where Game Pass is headed now. I still personally want the physical copy, so you're not gonna convince me to get so I, I'll probably I mean I still have Game Pass because I can have access to the games that I don't physically own. But right um, and you yeah. the games that you might not have bought, right? Yeah. So you're trying out the games like. I haven't played an MLB game in God knows how long. So I might play it this time and just be like, hey, I'll, I'll boot it up and try it out. We were just talking about Outriders. That's on Game Pass. We would probably have never bought that game, but we might try and stream it um, next week. We'll, we'll see how it goes, you know? So it, it's important that Game Pass is there because it gives you the option to oh, try no, we're games streaming out. This Friday. We are streaming that Friday. I am... I'm soup that you want to play Outriders too, and which means mm -hmm. we can hopefully start recording on Fridays as well. But that's a whole other story. Um, MLB The Show, by the way, last time I played that, I used to play a lot of sports games when I was younger. I don't now. I, mm -hmm. I had it for PSP. I think it was MLB The Show 07. And nice. it came out in 06 was the first release date. So um, mm -hmm. been a little while since I played a baseball game. But they were fun back in the day. They were fun. There you go. So moving on to other news, because there's more news than just Xbox and Microsoft trying to take over the gaming world. Apple has some updates to the case against them from epic why don't you go into that at uh g doza they okay so for those of you okay. who haven't caught up yeah no you're you're working on it. it's fine dude i my co-caster still can't even get it right so it's totally fine don't worry about it i um, caught myself <laughs> yeah at least you caught yourself um i actually shout out i was on for anybody interested i was on room terrible podcast last wednesday and i was actually impressed because blevins and saucy mailman who do that podcast um, did not screw up my name the entire time somehow. And we were we were doing it over under before the podcast started as to how many times you would <laughs> screw it up. So, um, all right. So for those of you who need an update on what the hell is going on with Apple and Fortnite, and well, Epic, I should say, basically Epic is trying to out or oust Apple as uh, you, having predatory rates for having people utilize their stores. So basically Apple says if you make an app for them or a game for them to go on their iPhone – you need to use their store. And when you use their store, uh, I forget the exact percentage. I think it's something astronomical, like 30% or something like that. I think this article actually, uh, 15, yeah. 15 to 30%, depending. Yeah. Um, for use of its in-app payment systems. Well, I don't have a problem paying that if I choose to use it, but guess what? You don't have a choice, <laughs> but you have to use Apple's in-app payment systems or they remove your app from the app store, which I think that right there is, is a reason to, to oust them. But Anyways, Epic didn't like that. They basically purposely broke the rules, got Fortnite taken out of the store, and um, it's interesting, right? So actually, I'll bring up this other article in tandem with this because they kind of do go together. Um, there's another article I found, versus, uh, which is Epic versus Steam and free games. So, Joe, I know you know this. I know you mm -hmm. know this. How many freaking times have you done a roughhouse deals and, like, what, maybe 90% of the time it's an Epic Games deal, right? Yeah, because it was just, like, it was unheard of. It was so uncommon that games like that were getting given away for free that we just need to let people know that they're there if you just look. And it was amazing, and they took a pretty big hit, it looks like, for doing that in hopes that they could possibly renew some revenue from maybe 
getting people to buy the add-ons to the games or things like that through the Epic Game Store. But it looks like they they lost uh, over a quarter of a billion dollars on um, on free games in 2020. Yeah, and, and and I mean, they mentioned that they're hoping that the goodwill that they've built with players is going to help help them in the future. Which I'm not gonna lie, me and you doing the the, the roughhouse deals every week, I love Epic. Like I, I I have nothing but good things to say about Epic, knowing that they're giving away so many free games. So I can't fault Epic. Now, am I throwing money at Epic because I like Epic now? Not really. No, mm-hmm. um, even Riot. I love Riot games. I don't throw money, at, especially because most of their games are free to play. You know, you just pay for cosmetics and stuff. So um, I don't know if Goodwill is enough to get them past a what is now two hundred and seventy-three million dollar loss from mm-hmm. their 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 store. But I'm gonna read this last paragraph. However, well, yeah. However, um, and we'll get back to the Apple thing in a second. I uh, I do want to read this last paragraph just to give you an idea of what their goals are in the future says while 273 million is a lot of money to take as a net loss especially in the middle of an ongoing lawsuit against a major company like apple which is what i just mentioned previously epic is certain that both the profits it will make from its exclusive deals and the goodwill it has been building which i just mentioned from players throughout the covid 19 pandemic will more than make up for it in the long haul in the meantime it looks like the epic game store will continue to run its uh, will continue its run as a major competitor to Steam. So I think it's interesting because Steam doesn't have competition. Um, now this is basically the only competition, and they've made themselves competition because they give away games all the time. Um, it is interesting to me, Joe, too, that I wasn't – were you expecting this? Because I wasn't, especially with how well everything's doing during COVID-19. No, no, I wasn't. I think it was just one of those things where they're like, hey, let's take advantage of a tough situation and let's give back. And that's what they did. Yeah, it's just weird. Like every every gaming company and everybody that I've spoken to in gaming is like, man, everybody's sitting at home playing video games. You know, Animal Crossing sold a kajillion copies because nobody had anything else to do other than play Animal Crossing. Like all these things were doing so well, and Epic is just sitting here giving away games, losing money apparently during COVID. So uh, that's a little concerning as far as how the companies run at Epic. But uh, anyways, we got Apple. Uh, Apple. I'd be more concerned about this piece than the yeah, giving yeah, yeah. away free game. Well, yeah, the fact that this is happening uh, alongside that is a little concerning because there is this lawsuit, and Epic could lose. I don't think they will, and I hope they don't. Um, basically, Apple is trying to say that they're trying to argue that it faces that Apple faces abundant competition in the market for video game transactions. Basically, saying you can't just take into account mobile you need to take into account the entire video game market as a whole. Okay, fair, I think, right? That's fair. Mm-hmm. Let's take in the whole video sure. game market. You could argue that. But we've already gone over this before. 15 to 30% is way stupid high of a transaction rate to, mm-hmm. to use your, especially when you're forcing them to use your store because not every platform forces the use of their store either. That's the other thing that they're yeah. missing. So I don't see in any world where they lose. That, that seems like a bullshit argument to me, Joe. Yeah, I think they're really trying to point towards a monopoly situation, which I think is what they're what they're aiming at and okay, hoping yeah. that the, the the judges see it as a monopoly and that maybe they should be they should be regulated a little bit more about what they can do. Mm-hmm. Um, I honestly think. Do, do you want my opinion on this? Scalpers and what they're trying to do to scalpers right now. I think that could actually play a big part into what could happen to Apple as well because. If you're saying 
that you buy a PlayStation 5 and retail market price is $500 and you have people selling them for double that in some cases, if not more, and now the government's trying to step in and try to regulate that a little bit, that could open up a door where they would also regulate how Apple and other places charge for being on their platform in a sense because 15 to 30 percent is is fairly egregious um especially when it's up to the developers to make the stuff on apple's platform and conform to a bunch of other rules and regulations outside of just the pricing that probably costs more in overhead than it would be to make it on google play or or any of those other stores but because apple has such a stronghold on the phone and tablet market, it's crazy for someone not to try to put it on the iOS, but still with all those regulations and all the stuff that Apple requires you to have to go on the App Store to begin with, even for a free version of a game, is pretty crazy, which is what they'll probably strike on and try to say, well, we already follow all these rules and regulations. And on top of it now, they want to take a whopping 30%. And when you talk about it and you say, okay, 30%, if it's a $5 game or a $5 transaction, that's $1.50, right? So is that a lot? Well, yeah. It, when you're talking about hundreds of thousands of people yeah. buying it. So, you know, I think the problem is, is what is the right number for the marketplace? Is it 5%? Is it 10%? Um, but 30% is fairly close to price gouging in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Um, so I would probably say that we're going to fall in a world where Epic wins this. Mm-hmm. We're going to fall somewhere between 10 to 15% being the, the ceiling. Yeah. And, and listen, I don't know. You can charge a hundred percent for all I care. As long as you provide an option, they don't give mm-hmm. there's well, You have to use Apple's. Cool. No, well, I know, but, <laughs> but like, if you say, all right, if you use our store, it's, it's 50%, but if you want to do your own thing, then whatever. All right, fine. I don't care what you charge because now that's my choice. I'm the one deciding to pay 50%. It's not on you guys, but they don't do that. Mm. And- yeah, and I think there's other reasons for it too. It's not just because they're greedy. I think there's security risks and other things, and that's why they're doing it. So I wouldn't put the onus totally on greed. I think part of it does have to do with if they start adding like different places where you can buy it, Mm-hmm. you're just asking for trouble in some respects. Possibly. And so they're just trying to keep on that. So I think there's a mix of security and greed that goes along with it. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. It's going to be interesting because, you know, one of the biggest things with, with America too, right. Is uh, capitalism and free market, Yeah, you know, being Absolutely. able to, to do what you want. So when we start caring what scalper <laughs> Joe is doing on the street corner and what Apple, the conglomerate is doing, you know, with their store. Mm-hmm. And now everything has, has, is locked down to a certain price. It's like, all right, where did the free market go? Um, right. So it's this, I think might be, I think you're right. I think this might be kind of the start uh, alongside, you know, and, and when we say scalpers, like we were just talking about Pokemon, this is, this, this is the dude sitting outside, you know, Target at 5 a.m. Yeah. in line to grab Pokemon, double the price, or p- place your price for that but, but let like, me tell you something about that, yeah. though. I think some of those things are a little different, though, because those are going to gain value over time in some respects because they're collectibles. Mm-hmm. When we talk about scalping PlayStation 5s and Xbox Series Xs, we're talking about systems that SRP, over time yeah. is going to actually devalue itself right yeah. and, and in cards and other things you can get cards that aren't great and that they're not worth anything either mm-hmm. um 
to my for my opinion scalping is more about buying something that is a hot commodity for a small period of time mm -hmm. and in a six months to a year it's not going to be as hot mm -hmm. this was obviously a special case because of covid and the fact that they couldn't even manufacture enough mm -hmm. because scalping has always been around for these systems even when there was an abundance of them um because people would go and get them and they would just not be there mm -hmm. so i think there is a a, a line there it's about bleeding. what it's what bleeding. scalping is kind yeah, of it's, it's just like you know if you're trying to scalp scalping came from really like baseball tickets and stuff like that yeah right? sure so and that's a fleeting event. That event happens and it's gone forever. And they're just capitalizing on that really high peak of demand during that two hours the event is going on. And mm -hmm. then everybody forgets about it. And yeah, yeah I mean, you could buy an unopened box of football cards for 20 bucks at Target. And then you could possibly cold them for a year and their value goes yeah. up. I mean, starting their value is already up. But you could get, you could get quadruple to, you know, octoplet. The price of it you know what did i mean it's just, crazy what did you just what, what word octuplet? was that i don't know <laughs> is that is that a word <laughs> eight times eight times um hey you can argue the ps5 in in 40 years might go up in price when it's like a you know a collectible <laughs> like right now what a, a brand new uh new um nintendo entertainment system in the box is gonna be worth thousands of dollars right that's fair so maybe 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 that's what you're keeping it for <laughs> so a yeah. little bit longer of a hold period though there <laughs> so Let's go back to um, our question of the week starter wow. there. And now we're talking about Age of Empires and that it's releasing this fall. And uh, I guess, is that the big news that you're so excited about, that there's finally Dude, somewhat yeah. of a release date for this game? Which... Well, well, yeah, yeah. I, um, I just wanted to let everybody know that it is coming out because I'm super excited for this game. I've been hearing a lot about it for quite some time. And... Um, if you guys, you know, in the in the video, in the podcast, I'll have the link in the description to uh, this article because, uh, mainly because this article has a video of legitimate gameplay. And holy yeah. Jesus, does this gameplay look so much better than the original 2 or 3. It is, you know, not that the, the graphics, honestly, for Age of Empires was always pretty okay for the time period. It was, it was like, really good graphics, but... Um, they didn't look like individual people, if that makes sense. Like, it just looked like a horde of villagers or a horde of barbarians or a horde of uh, uh, cavalry or a horde of war elephants, you know, whatever um, trebuchets, catapults, whatever you had. Now you can, like, see all four horses' legs, like, running and galloping. You can see the mining. Like, you can actually see their pickaxe striking the rock and, like, a spark coming from the rock. Like... You can see all these very minute details that makes it seem so much like so much more realistic. Better. I don't know if you've ever seen Total War. Have you seen that game, Joe? Yeah. So it kind of has a sense, like that kind of feeling. Total yeah. War. And oh my God. Okay, you've played Age of Empires, right? Yes. Dude, no, no, you're gonna, dude, you're gonna love this. Did you watch this video yet? I haven't. No. Okay. In the video, now they did not confirm this, and actually, I didn't like. This is a very long article, but this is what I gather um from actually let me I'm, I'm trying to scroll down and see if i can find it this is what i gather from the actual video and i don't think they actually mention it in the article either but there's a part in the video yeah there's some cavalry and they're going through they're just walking and this is during the gameplay and they're walking and there's two for there's a forest on either side and they're walking in between both forests now if you guys remember old school age of empires 
you couldn't go where forests were until you cut down trees. Like right. you, you had to clear out the land to now even walk there. Right. Now you can go through the trees. Now you can go through the trees and walk in the forest. But what's more important than that is I, the fog of war takes that into account now, I believe from oh. the looks of it, because they still walked right in the middle. And now, unless they're just doing that for show and that's not actually a game feature, which would kind of be a, kind of annoying if that's the case, but like, I'd be a little bit pissed off. Like, dude, that's, that's false advertisement. Don't, don't do that. Um, but, but yeah, like that's, so now that's why I say total war, because now they, it seems like they're introducing war strategy into the game, which is insane. This is so cool for age of empires to introduce something like that. If that's the case. If, yeah. That's impressive. Oh, that. that's that's gonna be because even I don't know if even StarCraft, the the newest StarCraft doesn't do stuff like that, right? Yeah, I don't recall. There's really I, no, I haven't played StarCraft in a while, so. Well, there's no that. like there's high ground and low ground in StarCraft. Yeah. There's not really any like forests. Um, sure. Most that of the makes time. Sense. You are in space. Yeah, it's it, yeah sense. right. So it's it's a little bit different. Um, but that stuck out to me like a sore thumb, and yeah, this fall, this yeah, fall, everybody, hopefully it's this coming fall, out. This fall, go for it. Now, let's talk about G. Doza's favorite place, Sony. Apparently, they decided that they're going to sign exclusive deals with Netflix for movies. And apparently, it could be some top-tier movies, too, including Uncharted and the new Morbius movie, which is part of the Spider-Verse. So, SCW, you were hot on this. Why don't you uh, go into the details of what they're doing? Oh, hold on. Fred, can we back up? I don't... I try to remain as unbiased as possible between Microsoft and Sony. Okay, all right. That, that was it. That should have been evident when I said that Game Pass is like I. I understand the value of Game Pass. Okay, it's like, because it's difficult for you to be able to say that you're not that there is no value in Game Pass and look like you're an intelligent human. Being, I, oh, so. gee, thanks. <laughs> um, yes. Do I do I have a favorite? It isn't Sony. Yes, but you know, yeah, um, no, I give I credit where credit's due. Like for instance, the, three, the 360 yeah, smashed the PS3. Like I'll admit that till Kingdom Come. Like it just it was sure. a thing. That's what happened. Um, so yeah, I don't know. I just thought this was interesting, and actually, it's more interesting too because I had forgot about the article you had sent me with Microsoft grabbing MLB the Show. Mm -hmm. um, so knowing that, and then seeing Sony do this. I, I think we're at a point, and I mentioned this a little earlier in the podcast when I mentioned that Microsoft seems to be like kind of segmenting itself from Sony. Mm -hmm. I think we might be getting to a point where both of these gaming companies can no longer be compared to each other. And I think that might happen with this next generation. And so what do I mean by that? Because they're, like, they're all gaming companies. I, I believe we're going to start to look at everybody like their own sort of Nintendo, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, Nintendo, They're their own niche market. They have yes. their own mm -hmm. lane. They're all in their own lanes. Yeah. And Nintendo, for the longest time... So, like, uh, example. So, let's let's back up. I just talked about the 360 and the PS3. If we go back to the early 90s and the early E3s, we know that N64 uh, was directly competing, basically, with PlayStation. To the point where they, they actually, well, you, actually, you know about the whole PlayStation Nintendo system? Did you know that? There what, was. They tried to work together on one? So before Sony came out with the PlayStation, they approached mm -hmm. Nintendo about making a system together. It was mm -hmm. a Super Nintendo with a CD player, is basically what it was. 
Okay. Um, there was they were supposedly all destroyed because they were, they showed it off at like a CES or something. Mm-hmm. Uh, there is one I think that's on sale for like a million dollars or something like that, and it works. <laughs> um, and it plays both games. It plays PlayStation and it plays Super Nintendo games. Um, oh. But because that never worked out, Sony got into the market and they started the PlayStation. So mm-hmm. if it wasn't for Nintendo turning them down, we wouldn't be where we're at. But anyways, so from there, yes, N sixty four and playstation were basically competing as well as what was the sega back then it was sega dreamcast so that all three of them were competing and then we move on to kind of the next generation where xbox gets right. involved now everybody's comparing gamecube with xbox with playstation 2 and now sega's dead and gone because they failed miserably unfortunately <laughs> so <laughs> so rip sonic um so uh-huh. And so there's always been that idea of like, these are the three core people or four core people, whoever enters the market. Mm-hmm. But when the Wii came out, when the Wii came out, Nintendo split off. Right, they segmented themselves from the market. Yep. Mm-hmm. Nintendo completely changed their vision and their game plan to go, you know what? You guys do your thing. We're going to do our thing. We know what we're good at. We're going to do our thing. And we know everybody's still going to love us for it. And they were right. Nintendo is Nintendo. We've talked about Nintendo in the past and the, the idea of nostalgia and stuff nostalgia, like that. Yeah. And um, so now it's taken a little little longer for Microsoft and Sony to figure this out, I think. Um, <laughs> but now we're getting to, okay, what does Microsoft do well? Oh, this is this is all clicking for me right now, Joe. I'm, I'm really – all right. What, all right. No, follow me here. Seriously. Because growing up, right, all right grow, when you had an Xbox, an Xbox mm-hmm. and a 360, we, we just – 360 beat out PS3, right? So what did what were the games that everybody was crazy about on the 360? Like, why did the 360 come to light? What 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 did everybody have an Xbox for at that point? What kind of games? Uh, were so I mean, like they were playing first-person shooters. Mm-hmm. Mass Effect was big. Mm-hmm. Um, those those types of things. So I was gonna so, say first-person shooters and sports games. Right, right? and I then you yeah, like, Mass Effect, which a lot of people. Yeah, that was a yeah that was a huge game too. Um, mm-hmm. But like, I always whenever I would talk to people. When somebody said they owned an Xbox, it was somebody I knew who liked sports games and liked mm-hmm. Call of Duty or Halo or whatever. So yep. now, now, and then PlayStation. What has PlayStation always been known for? Blockbuster titles that are basically, like, there's a meme where, all right, I'm sitting down for my PlayStation game, I got my controller, and then two seconds later, you're eating popcorn, right? Because, mm-hmm. like... Because you're watching all the cutscenes yeah, of the game. Yeah, right? Like, that's that's PlayStation's thing. So now we, we leap forward. What's happening? Microsoft is developing Game Pass, which, going based off of what I just talked about with sports games, where you get one every year, what's happening with Call of Duty? Every freaking mm. year, they have it's a new game. game. Shooters, in general, have new games all the time because it's a first-person shooter. You just freaking re... You know, you, you, you re-upholster uh, the They're entire game. Repackaging it with yeah. the story, yeah. So, their game... Microsoft's going, we do shooters and sports well. Let's focus on that. Sony's going... We do movies and real like blockbuster games well. Let's focus on that. And I think that's why we're also seeing Sony sign something like an exclusivity deal with Netflix for movies yep. like Uncharted and basically their blockbuster. Yeah, and they're basically choosing it, it seems like. So it's not that Sony Entertainment will always be on Netflix. It's just mm-hmm. if Sony chooses, they can put it on the Netflix platform as a like a kind of like what um HBO Max is doing with the yeah. Warner Brothers movie stuff like that. So it'll be interesting to see how that works out. Um, I'll be super excited if movies like Morbius and Uncharted are right there. Oh yeah, day one on Netflix. So Spider Verse is gonna be there too. So 
I'm all in. I'm all in on it. So, oh, actually, that reminds me. When does Mortal Kombat come out again? Uh, it is April 26th, I believe. All right, we gotta we gotta put something together to watch that because I am. Yep. I am super yep. excited. I, keep I believe it's April 26th, which is a Monday, which is kind of weird. So, uh, but it's definitely in the 20s, so it could be the 23rd. Um, hopefully, it's not Monday. <laughs> that would that would actually hold on. I'm, I'm gonna look this up because I feel like Mortal Kombat movie release date. Because I feel like we definitely talked about this on cast before. Too. April 16th. That's the oh. original date, but I think it got moved. Wait, really? It got moved. Oh wait. Coming to theaters and streaming exclusively on HBO Max on April 23rd. So, yeah. So, it's next Friday. Next Friday. Okay. Uh, yep, next Friday. So, not this Friday, next Friday. And then, hopefully, we can still get the person who does uh, movies and stuff like that to be on here. IMDb so. is already giving it a 7.2 out of 10. That's not bad. Which, yeah, I was going to say, not for nothing, I really thought this movie was going to, like, either flop terribly or, or just kill it not get a seven point so seven point two actually makes me feel really good that they oh, I think this movie is gonna job. be I honestly yeah. the much I, the most I read about it, they're really trying to to do something with it. So we'll see. I'm we'll I'm, see. I'm excited for that, yeah. Yeah. But you should be excited for this week's rough house deals. That's what you should be excited You're for. You're like a pro with the segues now, huh? Like... I, can, I can segue it like the things. I could I could be on your room terror cast just to segue to the next battle. <laughs> you're you're Honestly, just a segue guy. I'm just a segue guy. And everyone will be like, I am like super pumped for what's about to happen. So if I knew enough about uh rune terror to be able to say stuff i probably would have just like made a fake like <laughs> like break in right there well anyways um you can now currently get assassin's creed valhalla and immortals phoenix rising on sale um for 26.99 if you have the target circle account which i believe is free and it is pretty awesome because you can go on target's website it is currently on sale now for twenty nine ninety nine, but if you and it is normally fifty nine, so the sales price is twenty nine ninety nine. But if you have a Circle account, which you can get on your phone or whatever, and you sign up, you can actually get it for a little bit more off. So it would come down to twenty six ninety nine with a ten percent off with your Circle offer. So not too shabby if you're looking to get Immortals: Phoenix Rising still or Assassin's Creed Valhalla. So if you haven't been on the bandwagon yet, get on it because it's worth it and um it looks like even the playstation 5 version of immortals phoenix Rising is um on this deal and you do also get the free upgrades if you decide to get the xbox version or the playstation 4 version of assassin's creed so uh there you go yeah there's your rough out deals for the week actually looking right now too like even Amazon has it on sale. It looks like for thirty eight dollars right now. Assassin's Creed Valhalla, anyways. Um, yeah, so you're getting it for cheaper than when you get from yeah. Amazon, and if you're a Circle member, get it even cheaper. So there you go. That's the deal, my friends. Jump on it. It will be in the notes section or the uh, description of our podcast and YouTube. So I like it. Go get it, guys. So with that being said, what's new? with the releases this week doza um there's actually not a whole lot this week but there's one that i'm actually super excited for that i did not realize they were remastering and oh it, i see it, it makes i was me, gonna say that. 
Yeah, and then it's... And so kind of yeah way, so. yeah and, and and you know what like i this is what makes me happy that we do this this video game releases because i would you find out this. about yeah. these things yeah you we know? find out we find some really nice gems with this so um games that i still play that you know i haven't played in a while but like i used to stream a lot so yeah absolutely 100 percent um and if there's if there's a favorite system i have which would be playstation my favorite publisher is square enix so Right. Um, actually, did I tell you I got tickets to? Um, yes. The yeah for this November. Yes. Oh, yep. I'm so excited mm-hmm. for that for the it's the Final Fantasy Orchestra performance. So. Yeah. Um, all right. So first up, we got Demon Skin. So Demon Skin, it's a it's a hack and slash game that is basically Dark Souls, um, <laughs> but it's different. Dark Souls is is Dark Souls first person, right? Third person. No, sorry, third person. So uh, Dark Souls is third person. This is third person. But not from a rear camera. It's a side scroller. It's like a three D okay. side scroller. So you can go in and out of the level, but it's it's a side scroll view the entire time, which is definitely a little bit of an interesting take on it. Um, but it literally says in the description of the game, it's like Dark Souls too, and it's attack and slash. You level up traits and stuff like that. So uh, this comes out on the thirteenth for Steam. Uh, then we got the Final Fantasy fourteen. This this like threw me for a loop for a second. Which I did actually finally play Final Fantasy fourteen a little while back. I got up to like level ten. I think my free trial is up or whatever. But it's a really good game. It's a really good MMO. Um, and I've played WoW of course too, and I, yeah. I think it's very very good. Uh, the open beta for PlayStation Five is coming out on thir- on the thirteenth, so they're actually porting it over to the PS Five, and that's going to so come over and try it out. Possibly. <laughs> hey, I hate you so much. I. I'm telling you, I can feel it. Like two more months, and it'll be available everywhere. I'm telling you, I'm so, telling you. We got this. <laughs> um, then we got Ashwalker. Oh, that's that's the 13th PS5. Ashwalker's a survival journey on Steam. Um, this is really weird but interesting. So this is dis- uh, Nameless's Nameless 13. I think is the like the publisher or whatever, right? And it's mm-hmm. it's a survival game so from the looks of the video you're in a squad of like four people and you're just you're in the middle of nowhere like you're stranded on an island like think lost right like yeah, the, it's the show. yeah it's post-apocalyptic game, yeah. it's all like black and white too so it's got that post-apocalyptic feel like really on point and you just walk and you run into things and you make decisions you know do we rest here do we uh, make a campfire here do we you know do this and that like at one point they see him sitting around a campfire and you throw more wood into the fire and it like raises your stats so it's like very hardcore uh survival based in the decisions that you make and it throws in like random colors so like like one of their health bars or something had red like when it was red uh like there was a lot of red tossed in there i I saw so but it's definitely if if you're interested in some of those weirder different games and survival games especially this is definitely for you um so that's coming out on pc for steam on april 15th so this is the one I'm excited about. Saga Frontier Remastered. Did you ever play this when you were younger? No. This one I didn't. Missed out, man. Missed yeah. out, man. This is this is very, very typical, awesome Square Enix sprite-based 2D. Mm-hmm. Like, it's just so good. Um, it's remastered. It's still got the sprite graphics, uh, but it looks beautiful. It looks absolutely mm-hmm. great. And this was back in 1998, by the way. This was released for PlayStation. This reminds me a lot of Chrono Trigger and Chrono Cross and the way that yep. it's presented. Um, 
oh my god, definitely, I'm, I'm probably going to get this. Like, this is this is amazing that they're remastering this. So that actually comes out for PC, PS4, and Switch. I might actually get it for Switch, because uh, that's a game that I, I could see myself laying down, playing, um, just, just relaxing, you know, April 15th. Sea of Thieves Season 2, PC, Xbox Series X, and Xbox One on uh, April 15th. Is that not on PlayStation? Uh, no, that's a specific Xbox title. Sea of Thieves is from a first-party publisher on Microsoft, I believe. Oh, really? I didn't even I didn't even know that. Uh, wait, Sea of Thieves yep. will, launch will never happen. Yeah, I actually just Google and said a launch will never happen for PS4. I didn't realize Sea of Thieves was made. I, I haven't. I've heard decently good things about it. Um, I know the first t- time it came out didn't do the greatest on the release, but um, yeah. season two is coming out. If you guys don't know what it is, you're a pirate. It's World of Warcraft, but you're a pirate, basically. Yeah um so that's april 15th and then tribal pass for ps5 xbox series x ps4 xbox one and switch on april 16th and that is Is it it for all of the game yeah that was it all right well yeah there's only six games this week so that's gonna do not a lot there but we want to thank everyone for coming aboard for another edition of game wild make sure you're giving us a five-star review on the apple podcast if you're listening to us anywhere else, give us a positive review or stars, whatever they do there. And always like, subscribe, ring that bell on YouTube. We want you to watch us there. And if you haven't already, please go to our Twitch channel and uh, follow us on Twitch. That's about it. We will see you next time on another edition of Game Wild. Later.